So we have the story of the prodigal son this morning. I think it's one that we're probably all familiar with, and uh, I think it's a very encouraging one also. Uh, it's always been one of my favorites. I remember as a kid, um, my mom would drive us to school, maybe a 15-minute drive, and we would always say our morning prayers on the ride to school. And every once in a while, my mom would have one of us recount this story in our own words um, to kind of reinforce the message, you know. And it's central to our way of life as Christians to know about the mercy of God and uh, his welcoming attitude toward us, his willingness to always give us his mercy and welcome us into his house if we're willing to go to him. And it's an important thing for us to remember. Again, it's a very beautiful story. There's lots of things that we could go over in the story and talk about, but what I want to focus on mainly this morning is one aspect that I think lies at the center of what's going on this morning. And that aspect is obedience. The son's obedience and disobedience to the father. So let's go through the story. It's very clear how the first son is disobedient, the younger son. So the father has his household, he has his property, he set up a certain way of life. There are rules, there are expectations, but the sons also get to receive and participate in the joys of the household. So one day the younger son says to the father, Father, I no longer want to be obedient to you. I no longer call you my master. Rather, I choose to be my own master. Give me my money. I'm going out on my own. And the father freely does this. He gives him his money and the son goes out. And we know the story. He wastes his money. Soon he finds himself in a very bad place with the pigs. And then, praise God, he comes to his senses and he says to himself, man, I've made a huge mistake here. In trying to be my own master, I've gone way off the path. And I found myself in a bad place. But I know that if I go back to my father's house, and I begin to be obedient to him again, things will be better for me. And so again, praise God, he goes to the Father. The Father welcomes him with open arms, <clears throat> with a merciful heart. He welcomes him back into the household. Because the younger son was willing to go back to the Father and say, Father, I messed up, I sinned, but I want you to be my master again. I want to be obedient to you again. I want to come back and be part of the household again. It's because of that that he's welcomed back in and he gets to enjoy and participate in the blessings of the household. And that's a good story right there. But it goes on. And we see now, after that, the older brother is part of the story. And it says that the older brother, his whole life, was never disobedient to the father. He always obeyed what the father had asked him to do. Until this moment. Until this moment when he refuses to go into the house. And the father comes out. You can, you can feel the sadness and the hurt of the father. He's like, why aren't you coming in? Why aren't you celebrating with us? And it's because the older brother has come up to this point where he finally disagrees with something that the father is doing. He's finally at the point where he's saying, Father, I'm not sure if I'm, gonna be uh, if I'm going to be obedient to you in this. 
I'm not sure if I want to make this decision. And we're actually left with a cliffhanger at the end of this story. There's no resolution. We don't know what the older brother said. He may have chosen to be obedient and to join the household. Hopefully that was the case. But we don't know. And I think Jesus does this on purpose because he wants the listener to answer that question for themselves. All of us, when we hear this story, have to answer this question. Am I going to let Jesus Christ be my master? Am I going to be obedient to Jesus Christ and his church? Or do I choose to be my own master? And this is a very important question, brothers and sisters, one that deserves reflection and prayer from all of us. Are we letting Jesus Christ be the master of every part of our lives? Because we realize Jesus doesn't ask for partial obedience. Jesus doesn't ask you to be mostly obedient to him. No, Jesus asks for total obedience in every part of your life. And parents, you know this. If your kids said to you, okay, mom and dad, I will go to bed on time and I will take out the trash, but I won't eat the food that you give me and I won't do the dishes. That's not going to fly, right? As parents, you expect total obedience from your kids, and rightly so. Because they live in your household, there are certain rules, there are certain expectations, and they also get to experience the joy and the blessings of the household. It's the same for us in the household of God our Father. Because it's a great temptation sometimes, brothers and sisters, to want to say, yes, I agree, I believe in Jesus Christ on these certain issues, but then on these things over here, I don't. I choose to disagree. I choose to be my own master. It's very easy at times to say, yes, Jesus Christ, I believe in you. Yes, God, I believe in you. But... I don't believe that I have to go to confession to have my sins forgiven. Yes, God, I believe in you, but I don't believe that the Eucharist really is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, and I don't believe I have to go to Mass every weekend. Yes, God, I believe in you, but I don't believe that abortion is wrong, or I don't believe what the Church teaches about marriage, or any other controversial topic. Now recognize that you are free to believe those things, to hold those positions, but if you do, you cannot call God your master. You have become your own master at that point. And again, I say, brothers and sisters, this is a very important question for us to reflect upon in our lives. Are we giving Jesus Christ total obedience? Because it's in obedience that we find true freedom. It's in running back to the Father and saying, Father, I've sinned. I've done wrong things. But please have mercy on me. It's only then that we will have true freedom and true joy. And enjoy the blessings of the Father's house. And so, brothers and sisters, I want to make a challenge to all of us here 
that we would all participate in the sacrament of confession some point during this Lent. We have our Be Reconciled Day coming up on April 10th, Wednesday, April 10th. It's a week from this coming Wednesday. All of the priests in the diocese are going to be in the churches all day, hearing confessions all day long, from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. We're going to be in there dispensing the Lord's mercy. So even if it's been a long time, even if you have big things to say, run to Jesus Christ and his merciful heart in that sacrament. And it is there that you will find true freedom. Please consider that. Please consider participating in the sacrament of confession this Lenten season. And if you're in that place where you are struggling with something that the church teaches or it's difficult for you to believe something about God, bring that to him in your prayer and say, Lord, I want to be obedient, but this thing is difficult for me to believe. This thing is difficult for me to submit to. I love you. I trust you. I want to serve you. Please help me, Lord, submit to your will. And that's a good prayer. Jesus Christ will help you overcome whatever is keeping you from that total obedience. Brothers and sisters, always remember that it's in obedience to the Father that we find true freedom. Don't be afraid to run into his loving arms this Lenten season and give him every part of your life so that you can continue to be the good disciple that Jesus Christ is calling you to be and spend eternity with him in the Father's house.